Thanks be to God. You can take a seat. Good morning. Good morning. This is it. Um, My name is Sarah. If we haven't met, I know there are those here that I've never met and those here who we have deep, abiding, long-lasting friendships with. And so we are just thankful to have been a part of this community for the last couple years. Myself for two and a half years, Paul, since we got married eight months ago. And this morning, we just wanted to kind of do something a little different, and both of us just offer some reflections on our upcoming transition and also just kind of what we've learned in times of transition in the past. So join us on a little reflection, a little walk down memory lane, but also hopefully just some nuggets of encouragement and maybe challenge, maybe just a gift for whatever transition, whatever seasons times you might find yourself in. So I moved here two and a half years ago, uh, February of 2020. If that time frame rings a bell, it was a month before COVID and a month before everything turned upside down. I remember sitting over there, one of my first Sundays here, it was a Sunday when we were starting to get a little nervous about this thing that was coming, this corona, and starting to not shake hands with each other and to be a little more distant. And we had no idea. We were just as, you know, confused and anxious as everyone. But I remember sitting in that spot right over there, and I don't know, I was looking out the window, and I just really sensed that God was saying, like, I have my hand on this place. I have my hand on these people. And I had just started on pastoral staff. Drew, we had had one conversation, and Drew hired me as a pastoral, pastor of formation. And it was just this brand new season that I was stepping into with full of hope and full of ideas and just full of excitement for what he was going to do here, what God was already doing, and what I got to step into. And then a couple weeks in, I think I had maybe three or four Sundays here before we were on Zoom for, if you recall, the next like year and a half, right? So there was just kind of this like extreme from one season of hope and new things to everything being upturned and everything being different than I thought it was going to be. I moved here at 39, single, uh, really just wondering what the Lord was up to in my life, wanting to be married, wanting so much to have that season of my life begin, but having no idea, no prospects, um, but just knowing that God had led me to New York. If you heard my message a couple weeks ago, there was a little bit on that, just how God was faithful to lead me here, and really for such a time as this, because Basically, the entire time I've lived in New York has been in COVID, from the very beginning of COVID till now it's kind of, we hope, the end, and that has been my season of New York City. And I just have to believe that God did that, that there was a reason that I was led to New York for such a time as this for my own healing and growing and sinking in deep roots and also for what God was doing among us as a community and being a part of this during just a tumultuous, crazy time, but being gifted with this incredible staff and leadership of Drew and Tina and the team. And and yes, I've been doing a bit of reflecting, as you can tell, and just kind of walking through the seasons that I've lived in in New York City for two and a half years. I'm a California girl by uh, background, and so 
Our seasons are green and brown, and that's about all that we get in the seasons of change in California, Southern California. And so moving here was kind of this wild new thing of like, there's actually four seasons, and you get the beautiful fall leaves in Central Park, and then you get the the magic of Christmas in Rockefeller Center, and then the cherry blossoms of spring and the botanical gardens, and and then the summer, the heat, the ice cream trucks, the fun in the sun as we had yesterday in blazing heat in Brooklyn where we were just melting but enjoying it all. And I just lived into those seasons. I really just savored and relished the fact that there was just this constant change. If you got tired of winter, you knew spring was coming. If you're tired of the heat, like fall is coming. It, it, you, we will survive this heat. But just this joy in like savoring and living into the seasons that I found myself in and also managing or navigating the the cons that come with some of the seasons the slushy snowy freezing you know trying to get on the subway when you're like bundled up and and then you're sweating and just all that that was weird and all the um yeah the things that come along with summer in New York City so yes, like savoring the good things of each changing season and, and navigating the hard things and also just realizing like the one thing that is constant is that it is constantly changing. And isn't that true for our lives? Just transition being so constant. Change being actually one of the most constant things we can count on is change. And so as I've been reflecting on just these seasons that I've lived in New York, I've also lived a lot of seasons of my soul, a lot of different seasons and times of my soul. And so this Ecclesiastes 3 passage really has come up a lot for me. I think I've spoken on it before, but again, just bringing this word to us today as I've reflected on the many times and changes of our lives, sometimes the extreme, somewhere, sometimes somewhere just in the middle, in the, the in-between times. And I bet that probably for some of you, you could say that these last couple years have held a lot of these very kinds of seasons in your own life. Ecclesiastes 3 is really this beautiful picture, not just of like this is what should be, or that there, there is, you know, this is the time that you choose this versus this, but actually just a picture of reality. This gives us kind of just a glimpse into like, this is the cycle of life, just like the cycles of the calendar, the seasons that change. This is a picture of life as it is. This is true. This is just fact. This isn't necessarily the the choosing of one season or another as sometimes we can, but actually this is how it is. And so I've really just, as I looked through Ecclesiastes 3, I kind of noted that I, I have lived and probably you all have lived a lot of these very times in these last couple of years, a time to be born and a time to die. We are moving to Columbus, Ohio. I, I moved here single at 39, and we are moving 41 and pregnant with twins in a few days, and there will be a time to be born, but there was fear and death all around me at the beginning of my time here, and just seeing those extremes of when I first moved here, the, the time to die, our city was dying, and that was how I came into this, just praying over New York and 
And now leaving with the blessing of babies coming and also knowing like so many of us have seen new life and new growth and new weddings and, and new children coming and just those extremes that we, we carry all the spectrum of that. A time to plant and a time to uproot. I thought for sure when I moved to New York, this would be the place I would be rooted. I've moved a lot in my life and I bought an apartment here. Who does that in New York City? And I thought this was where I was going to plant. And yet the Lord has said, this is a time to uproot and a time to plant elsewhere. And the beauty of both of those things, the beauty of staying, the beauty of going. Some of us have experienced both of those. A time to kill and a time to heal. I think even a time, a time to tear down and a time to build. There's been, in the last couple years, many, for many of us, a time of tearing down and killing and destroying some of our old ways of thinking, some of our things that we've recognized as injustices and prejudices and the things that we've come face to face with, even theologically. A time to let go of some of those things and a time to heal and to build new things. A time to weep and a time to laugh. Wow, our church has wept together. I remember over Zoom, sometimes Drew just blubbering through sermons. Just, it was, it was such a deep time. And now a time of gathering again and laughing together. A time in the next one, a time of morning and then a time of dancing. Literally just yesterday, there was a Bhangra Bollywood dance thing that was going on. Who was there? Was anyone there for that? Oh yeah, I saw a video. And a church that can mourn together is also a church that can dance together. And dance we did yesterday. So these times, these times for scattering and gathering, the, I mean, we were scattered across the city in our own little apartments huddled around computers, and then a time to regather as we've done these last many months, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. I moved here by myself, lived in my own little apartment in Roosevelt Island, and I didn't have a hug for two and a half months of those first couple months of COVID. And then just a few months later, through God's providence, I started falling in love with a man who lived in Colorado at the time, but... A time, I mean, those extremes, a time of loneliness and separation, and then a time of beginning to start this relationship that God had, had given us in a season of a lot of death and decay. There was this new life that was beginning to bud at the end of 2020. Time to keep, time to throw away, time to tear, and a time to mend. Think of the things in your own lives that have been like, okay, this is no more, this is a time to let go of this, to, to say I'm moving on from this, and a time to receive something new, a time to mend, a time to, to keep hold of something. And lastly, a time to be silent and a time to speak. I will forever be grateful that Drew saw fit to hire another female pastor and say that I was called to speak and God gave me words. And this has been a season for me of coming to find my voice and of coming into new words. And God has said, as I've, I think, mentioned before, like God has really said, use your words, Sarah. And that's a call that I will bring with me to Ohio. But I know that it's been Drew's leadership and this place that has allowed me to cultivate that. 
And yet there's also been times when I've been really quiet and learned how to elevate other voices. There's a time to speak, a time to be silent, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Our church has pursued justice and has pursued uh, opportunities to love and serve our city in many ways. And then also there have been times that we've stepped back and, and loved just right here among us and pursued peace among us. All these seasons, maybe as I've reflected on kind of my own experience of these, maybe you've been thinking about your own way of experiencing the last couple years and the seasons that you have lived within, within even just this short time. What is the season that you find yourself in now? Maybe what are the seasons that you have walked through in these last couple of years? We wanted to just kind of leave you with some of our own, what we have learned in these times of transitions. We both transitioned, moved, um, done new things a lot, just by nature of having lived 40 years and having seen a lot of life and God just tweaking things along the way and rerouting, and here we are rerouting again. And we knew that, uh, that there have been just many times of unknown in our lives and the, the uncertainty that comes along with change, just these times of really the, the not knowing, the having all the confusion and anxiety that comes along with transition and change. And yet we know that even in the times of unknown, we're walking into a great time of unknown. Who knows what it's gonna be like to parent twins and to move to Ohio. But in those times of unknown, what are the things that we can know for sure? What are the things that because we've gone through change before, because we've now known transition and we've carried all these different seasons and changes in these times, now there are things that we can hold on to as, okay, I'm walking into the unknown, but there are things that I know. There are things that I can know for sure. And so I just have a couple pieces of things that I know and that I can carry into my time of change and that maybe will be a blessing and encouragement, a challenge for each of you. And the first one is that there is a reason. God gives different seasons for different reasons. There is a reason for the season you are in right now. Sorry to be cheesy. My mom has a little button that says Jesus is the reason for the season that she wears every Christmas. And I was trying to avoid that, but I just can't help it. So, But God gives different seasons for different reasons. Maybe even in these last couple years, the different seasons you've found yourself in, you can go back and kind of name like, what was the purpose of that season? I see it now. We can always see things a lot more clearly, of course, and it, it makes more sense on the other side. But even now to know like, well, if it doesn't make sense today, maybe it will one day. Maybe I will understand the reason for this particular season that I'm in. And for myself, just to look back and see again, there really has been such deep purpose and meaning in all the various changes of seasons, whatever, however drastic they've been or, or just however simple the changes, the new days, the, the turning of the calendar, the simple ways that we grow and change and the constancy of that kind of transition, the cycle over and over and over again. 
And we can trust, we can know for sure that God gives different reasons for all the different seasons that we live in. We can trust that. And the second one that I would leave with you is that winter seasons are for our roots to deepen. I know COVID was kind of a long winter season for a lot of us. For me, there was a long season of loneliness and wilderness, and I moved here really in that place of just kind of a hunkering down and, and being really withdrawn and, and allowing God ultimately to do the deeper work in me that he needed to do. And whether it was COVID or other reasons, just kind of this time of wintering of my soul and this time of, of being quiet and being burrowed down deep and seeing the roots grow and not a lot going on on the surface, but a lot going on under the surface. And so those wilderness times, those wintering times, they are for our roots to deepen. And I know that for sure now because I have lived it a number of times. And again, some of these times are cyclical. You don't maybe just go through one winter in your life. There's over and over and over again. And I also know that, that spring usually does come in some way or another, that whether there's, you know, literally the spring of the turning of the calendar, but there is a way that through our winter and through the deepening and through the seeds being buried and the preparation, that there is usually some way that the Lord brings about a spring out of that winter. And so if you're in that season right now, would you trust, would you know for sure that there will be a purpose for it, that spring will come some way or another? I don't know when, I don't know how, but God has that blessing for you. I have two friends that uh, both moved from Colorado to Columbus at the same time. We're moving to Columbus for Paul's work, and so we have several friends that are already there, so we do have people that are meeting us, greeting us, and gonna be our family while we're there. And so these two girls that moved from Colorado, they were good friends, um, moved to Columbus together, and they are both experiencing this new season very, very differently. They have the exact same set of circumstances, same jobs as each other, same living arrangements, same new cities, moved from the same place to the same place, but one is experiencing a season of just flourishing in her new home and just loving life, loving Columbus. We're glad about that. And she is just, yeah, having this new life. And the other one is, I just talked to her a couple weeks ago, she is not thriving. She is entering, I, I can see, and she's kind of saying that, entering kind of a time of like a season of wilderness and of feeling just that loss and grief. And she is experiencing some of the exact same circumstances, but in her soul, there is a very different kind of season that she is in. And so these dark nights of the soul, they are inevitable. They can be ultimately beautiful one day, but they are part of, they are unavoidable, part of our spiritual changes and growth that we go through. So hold on, you know, don't compare the season that you're in with somebody else's, that's so easy to do, but hold on in your season and know that 
there is a purpose, there is the depth, the greater depth that is going on there than you might know right now. And my last thought is just that every season gives you all that you need. God will give you what you need for each season to weather whatever the, the middle of winter that you're in or the heat of summer that you're in. God does give us what we need. In Psalm 23, you're familiar with this, the Lord is my shepherd, and some translations we read, I shall not want, and I think sometimes I've read that as almost like a should, you know, like you should not want. Whatever season you're in, you're, you shouldn't want, you'll be okay. But in other translations, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. And isn't that trust? Isn't that the, this is what I can know for sure. I have all that I need right now, today. Put a marker in it. Say, for this season, the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. And if you don't have it, that must mean you don't need it right now. If you don't have what you think you need, what you want, what you think you might need, but if you don't have it, what if you don't actually need it right now? I moved here single, and it sure would have been easier to do that with someone. And I thought I needed a husband, a man at that time, and I wanted that for sure, but I didn't need it. The Lord saw fit that that was the time that I needed to be single, to do some deep work again that the Lord was doing in me. So if you don't have whatever it is that you think you might need, maybe you don't need it yet. Because the Lord is your shepherd and you will have what you need for the season that you are in. And so now I'll have Paul come up and share some of his thoughts on transition and change and reflection and we'll go from there. You'll have all that you need. One of the things that Sarah and I um, in, our, in our marriage, it, was, it kind of it was, it was a practice that I started uh, during some really, really difficult seasons of my life um, where you just have no more words to pray. You don't, you're not sure of what even to pray. Uh, you may have grown up praying and everything just like, what's the point? And you just in that place of I don't know, but I feel like I need to. And, and so I went back to just a, a, a prayer that I heard growing up, and it was just the Lord's Prayer. And right smack dab in the middle of the Lord's Prayer is this really powerful line. It's a gift to us. I think sometimes Scripture isn't just for us to learn, but is giving us words to share, to connect with our soul in a, in a, in a uniquely powerful way. And I remember reading this, this, or saying this word over and over in the middle. It takes a little while if you're, if you're praying through this, the Lord's Prayer, to get to it. But it says, give us today our daily bread. And that's a powerful word. It's a powerful invitation to, to the God who, you see, read the biblical story, he's the multiplier of bread. Uh, he's the one who brings bread from the heavens in the, in the story of the Bible. Give us today our daily bread. And that's the invitation, but it's also the promise. He will sustain in all of our seasons. Seasons and change are pretty common in my life. This morning I went through uh, my, 
my life story uh, kind of went through, you know, have you ever done that where you kind of try to remember and you count how many times you do certain things, you know, how many times, yeah, whatever it is. And I was like, how many times have I transitioned or moved in my life? And I figure that can be a pretty, like you can set rules for anything. It's like, how do you define what a move is? Um, and so I just figured out how many times in my life have I taken basically everything that I own, put it into one thing and move it into another place. And so I counted it up and I came to the number of around 42, 42 different times. And these, these shifts came in a lot of different ways. As a child, I went to boarding school. And so what that looked like was me putting everything that I owned or everything that was meaningful to me, sticking it into a small leather suitcase and taking it with me to, to boarding school, going to boarding school for that year and then repacking everything that I own, everything that I had in that same suitcase and bringing it back home to be with my parents in that, in that time. And there was times back and forth, but that was some, some things stayed at one, some things stayed another. Another time, moved to Colorado, put everything in the back of a Jeep and drove to Colorado across the country. So lots of different times, moved to Thailand and put everything in suitcases again and moved to Thailand. And so all these different types of moves and transitions. Um, and one thing that I've learned is really there's two different types of transitions that we have in our, in our condition, in our, in our, in our lives. There's, there's those transitions that we choose, right? We choose a better job. We choose a career change, maybe. We choose and we're like, I feel like God is calling me into something different or meaningful. And so we actively or intentionally step into it. Our lives change, we get married and we go from living in a studio, tiny little place, that's run down into a place that's maybe still tiny, but at least now it looks a little bit nicer, you know? Or you're getting a family and you need move from a studio maybe to a one bedroom or a two bedroom. Or we, make, we make choices in life. And maybe we have goals in life and we're trying to progress. And so there's, there's an element of our changes that we go through that's, that's just part of life. And, but the key there is, Key here is that there's, those changes are ones that we initiate, we step into. Um, and sometimes they're not always easy, sometimes we do. I remember I played soccer in college and we'd had to go through like hell week before where you had like two a days or three a days, right? And you knew this was a season, it was very intentional season of time that you're stepping into. And so we go through these other ones. But then we have other types of seasons. Um, like the word of the great philosopher Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan till they get punched in the face. There's those types of seasons. Seasons that just happen to us. Our context changes. Uh, seasons of depression, seasons of anxiety, seasons of mourning, seasons of confusion, of helplessness, hopelessness, powerlessness, where we don't know what to do and we don't know how to do it. And that's where in one of those seasons, um, it was interesting in this, one of the, this particular season, outwardly a lot of things seemed well. Good job, good place. Inwardly was, was really difficult. And this passage in Jeremiah came up and I wanna share it with you. It says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like trees planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes and its leaves are always green. It has no worry in the year of drought. 
and never fails to bear fruit. First thing, I remember reading that, I was like, seriously, a year? Like, I think so many times, like, is it, it's not just these days, and I think that's what Jeremiah here is saying, is there's some of these, like, hit-in-the-face types of moments that aren't just moments, they're, and they're not even seasons, they're a year of drought. What is it that sustains? And what's interesting, what is God's response to this, is there's this blessing. For you who trust in me, whose confidence in me, there's this blessing. And Sarah beautifully talked about this, this blessing, this roots that go deep, this that finds the streams. It's a blessing for us in all seasons. But it goes a step further. In these seasons of difficulty, of uncertainty, there isn't just a blessing for us. The imagery here is much more powerful than just a blessing for me. It's a hope. Because what he's saying here is that you will be in this time of drought, this circumstance of drought, there will be a tree that has leaves. And that leaves there, the biblical imagery there is shadow, or is, is like shade, shade for the weary. Another time in scripture, he talks about the, the leaves are a healing, there's a healing entity, or there's this healing piece in the leaves of trees in the biblical narrative. That, that we will actually somehow, in these seasons of uncertainty, in these really difficult times, those who trust in the Lord and whose confidence is in him, you provide shade for those around you to be a gift, to be a blessing to others. And that somehow, beyond just a shade, will actually provide fruit for those in need. Sustenance around us. See, I think what Jeremiah and what God's saying is that there's something different. There's a blessing that's different. This isn't just about me attaining and being per perfect. See, the world doesn't need perfect people. We don't need the perfect savior who has everything, in a sense, tightened up. What we need are, are real people. There's a humility that's needed, a brokenness that's needed in as to walk alongside people. The people that impacted my life more than anything else wasn't the person who had no idea what pain felt like, but was the person who had been through pain and had found healing in that pain and was now able to speak from a different place. Christ is inviting us to speak from a different place into a world that is needing and wanting something different. And that's the hope, that's the blessing that he says.